presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to undeniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Scotty Via here with Paralegal Mike for the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mike, it's a big day here on the In My House Pod. We have our very first guest, our first interview, and it's it's a big one. It's it's a big one. We've got the one and only Toxic Tyler James. Tyler, thanks so much for joining the show. How are you? I'm doing well, and it took you long enough to start having guests. How long have you been putting on this podcast for? <laughs> Already coming at us. <laughs> God with, with damn. 30 episodes or so, you do this weekly? Yeah, we, we do it weekly. We're uh, about almost at 25. I think this is 23 or 24. We wanted to you know, establish a bit of a, uh, some groundwork here on the potty. Uh, before we, we, we made the decision, we, like, we need a guest. We need someone big to kind of help uh, uh, pump the show, push the show, and help spread the word. And, and dude, we love pro wrestling. We love local pro wrestling. We see you pretty much every month at Ringside Wrestling, CWE when it comes through. And we follow you on the socials. Toxic Tyler James, by the way. Give him a follow everywhere you can. And you're you're everywhere when it comes to local pro wrestling. What is it like being an independent Canadian wrestler and doing the tours that kind of don't really happen anymore? it's it's a hustle like that's for sure like i i do try to maintain like a like a, a full-time job here at home in winnipeg where i live and um it's just it's 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 really difficult because like you uh you try to just do something every weekend right or or uh, or every other weekend you got to get as many reps in as, as you can and sometimes it could be difficult to you know fill fill those spots although like though since the the restriction era of the pandemic has kind of like slowed down like i've really been able to uh you know, kick my game into high gear. Like my kids are a little older now, so I don't, they don't really need as much care as they used to. So I'm able to put a little more focus on this 
and see my job being flexible and give me like the time off that I need to take, you know, like a Thursday or Friday to go to Alba, which is something that I've been working on. Living in Winnipeg, um, it could be like a 14 hour drive to get to Edmonton or, you know, even, even Calgary. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a lot of uh, trans money to be investing. So you got to make sure you're, you know, you got a full car and you're, you know, going out there for at least a couple of shots in a row. Uh, so that's, um, you know, that's, that's really one of the, the biggest challenges. That's for sure. You, you mentioned something there where you're traveling quite a bit to, to places like uh, Alberta, Edmonton, Calgary. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to ask you what you make or anything like that, but doing these shows, a lot of it probably isn't for a ton of money, and it is for the love of professional wrestling. That's definitely what gets you in the car. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's you, you, have to, you have to be passionate about it. Like, I like people ask me, like, what inspired you to get into wrestling? I tell them, like, like my, my, my earliest childhood memory or one of my first memories was watching wrestling, sitting on the couch with my dad and my two uncles. So this has been, this has been ingrained in me since I was born, like McDonald's, you know what I mean? So I, I'm, it's, it's just, it's always going to be there. Clearly you're a family man as well. Having a support system like that, are they, they all invested as well? The kids, significant other? Well, they do like coming to the events when, you know, like the, when it works out, you know, sometimes I like to get to the show like kind of early and if they have to come, then they come with me. And so they're just selling around the venue for about an hour and a half, you know, trying to be supportive and stuff like that. And sometimes the kids can be a little bit restless and, you know, and my daughter could be somewhat ironically disrespectful because, you know, oh, my dad's a wrestler and she just, you know, <laughs> gallivants around the venue, like she owns the place and stuff like that. Like sometimes some of the workers kids do, but um you know, they've been really, they've been really um, supportive of it, uh, especially, you know, the, the fact that I've been able to like, you know, leave town like you know, one weekend a month to come to Regina. You know what I mean? That's always a lot of fun. And so, and that's, that's, that's been really helpful. Like even some of the rural spots in Manitoba that, that I'll do, like they'll, they'll, you know, we'll have to stay overnight a couple of nights or whatever to meet, make each town. But uh, I always said like, you know, like if, cause uh, this is kind of like my second run, I guess you could say I was, I had a previous life in wrestling. And when I decided to like make my comeback, I said, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do this other to do other than, you know, my effort is to make money other nothing else. Right. Like, no. And so if, as long as like, I'm still like generating some dollars to, you know, buy a case of beer or, you know, whatever, not put any uh, extra financial burden on myself, then I'm going to keep going. But that really hasn't hundred percent happened yet. So <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to just keep having fun with it. Right. So I'm, and that's another thing. I just, I'm having so much fun with what I'm doing right now. I, I, I really don't want to stop. I want to keep, I really, I want to keep going. It's awesome. You say that. Cause like you being from Winnipeg, you have quite the following in Regina. Like it's, it's insane when you come out, like you're known and obviously I mean, I go to the shows and you and I have our banter. Were you always a heel character? Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're like a tweener by any means, but you're like a full-blown heel. When your first stint in wrestling happened, were you always the bad guy? No, like, like I, my, when the way I was brought up in the business was very traditional. Like you, you showed up to training and they tried to beat you out of the business. Not in the sense that they gave you a beating, but they would put you through training that was rigorous and would be painful and your neck would hurt and you would come, you still have to come back every day. And that's how you earn your stripes and you, uh, you, you earned your respect. So you, and then when you break in, you start having your very first matches, you are a white meat baby face, which is nah. like Je Jeff Farmer. You know what I mean? You just, you come out, you're a house of fire. You got your simple comeback, you know, whatever you, it just, you know, it goes right. And that's, that's essentially what it was. And then, you know, you kind of do the flippy floppy back and forth. And over the past, I think it's been six years now, I've been strictly uh, a heel. Although I did do one, one, one spot as a baby face, just as a, like a tryout in a town to see how it worked. And 
but yeah, other than that, yeah, no, I've been strictly, strictly a heel. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's really cool that you say that because I always wonder like what kind of impact do I have on that audience? And I really feel like, you know, like I really got them in the, in, you know, a, a, you know, in the palm of my hand, so to speak, like I get like this kind of like mixed reaction, you know, it's like, a, you know, it's like this, you know, it's like they're, they're clapping at the same time they're booing me, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, I, I could appreciate that more than anything. Like, you know, I just, I love to, I love to be hated. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, 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 it's not that it's fun, but it's, it's endearing, you know, like there's, it's just a, to put yourself in that position to, you know, build yourself to an extent to be beaten essentially is, uh, it, yeah. Make, I take make a lot of pride feel, in right? that. Like the story you're telling, yeah. make like, it, there's make gotta be laugh. a bad guy. There's gotta get yeah. someone who's beaten up in the ring. Clearly I'm a fan of the heel. It's, I know I've gotten shit from some people to be ringside or CWE where, well, you're not giving the reaction I want. Well, it's, I mean, I, I paid for a ticket as well. If I want to cheer the fucking heel, I'm going to cheer the heel. It's just, it's what I choose. But I I remember you in the audience. I remember you in the audience from last, from last year. And I didn't know really who you were. I just thought you were sort of some loud mouth, you know, jackass to be perfectly honest. And, you know, oh, I didn't really, I, I didn't really put like put much thought into it. Like I just thought, oh, this guy's you know passionate about his wrestling. He likes, you know, he's gonna have a big mouth. I could, I could appreciate this guy. This guy can get the rest of the audience going. Realistically, I didn't, you know, think think much of it. And then you know, as it evolved, and you came over here, and then I formally met you and stuff like that. It's like you know, like you know, and then the you know what you're uh, when I was you know addressing the audience and making that proposal to uh, Kristen there, and you uh, kind of interrupted me, and that was completely just off, you know, like just a moment I just came up with in the moment that happened right so which was a lot of fun i really felt like i just i brought a lot of the audience into the into the moment and into the uh, the uh, the match as well and uh, i heard there was even like a lot of talk afterwards too so yeah it was like a, i just I, I really enjoy like you know the murmur i suppose it, it's you play off that so well because like you i mean we're not throwing shade at any talent you're going to step in in the ring you're already doing something that we're not doing we're sitting here talking about pro wrestling we're not wrestling but to mm. be on the fly like that when I'm going and you're just, hey, you just shut your mouth for a second. I'm like, oh, oh, all right. Like, I got told, but that's what I want out of the heel in the ring, right? Then everyone knows, too. Granted, like, like shit, you got the one up. But rightfully so. You're doing bad guy shit, and this crowd knows. Like I'd say, out of anyone I've seen, you're probably the biggest star in, in ringside wrestling, without a doubt. Yeah, that feels really good, especially when you I could be standing across from guys like uh, uh, Mark Allen, Richard Clark, and Sean Moore, who are guys I haven't had matches with yet. But I'm, you know, the inv- the invitation is there. I'm looking forward to any opportunity with you know guys like that. You know, same. You know, I've worked with you know Levi Knight a couple of times in the past, and now he's the champion. And of course, now I'm now I'm contender. So that's an interesting uh, you know circle circle round, and uh, which I'm really looking forward to July seventh. Uh, I'm definitely going to become new champion. That's for sure. I didn't put in all this work over the past couple of years to uh, fall short. And that's some punk kid that thinks you can go to the nightmare factory and get a fast track to a match on AW dark here in Winnipeg while I'm sitting home with my kids. Why, you know, watching it on TV and then next, next Monday. And yeah. So that's, uh, that's exactly how that's, that's going to go. But um, you know, and that's the thing is like, it's same with like guys like cannonball Kelly. He's a fantastic guy. He always pops me with jokes in the back, you know, like, and there's, 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 I think there's a really good healthy scene in, uh, in Regina. I, I hope that the, the, the event that's coming there, I guess, what is that collision or, or dynamite? Yeah. 
Yeah, collisions coming to Regina. Yeah, I hope they can, you know, yeah, draw a better house. I've heard that ticket sales were struggling a bit, but you know, so, you know, some some cities have have been burnt, you know, like and things happen, right? Like something, some sometimes like some cities are just sour on on wrestling and some are just hot, hot, hot. You know what I mean? Like you look at the, like the show in Puerto Rico. I, that was just the most amazing I, thing. I didn't even, I didn't even watch it live. I just watched clips afterwards. I'm like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in the past 20 years, just the, these audience reactions. And that's really what I live for too, is just those, those audience reactions. And I, yeah, I'm getting them in spades at ringside wrestling. And, uh, you know, I got, I got to give a lot of that, you know, like not only like myself, you know, showing up and doing the work every month for a year and even longer, just, you know, like, um, um, you know, the, the management at ringside wrestling, I don't know his name, Joey Vendetta. He's uh, been giving me a great opportunity to, you know, just keep coming back and work on my character and just refine everything. And he's going to be a prominent position. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just having a great time with it. It's showing off in spades. Let's be honest. The German club uh, where the last show was for ringside wrestling over 200 people. And it was, it was, it was packed and it was awesome to see. And even the last few shows before that at the Eastview community center, they're adding more chairs. They're having to pull chairs out of the back to uh, accommodate more people to sit down and watch the show. And they've been so much fun to watch and hard work from yourself. And the whole crew there has been fantastic. And it's making for great entertainment here in Regina. That's one of the big reasons when Mike and I decided to do this podcast, we started going to local shows. Like, hey, let's just watch pro wrestling. Let's just see what the local shows are like. And we've had a blast ever since. And that was a good year, year and a half ago kind of thing. So uh, it, it's great to see. It's so much fun. We we push local wrestling, especially here in Regina, for people to go out and check out these shows. But we're also pushing pro wrestling in Saskatchewan, in Western Canada. As you're traveling from Winnipeg to uh alberta here in saskatchewan you're going way up north in manitoba it's a lot you're away from your family at times and you're in a car with a small group of guys at all times too doing these rounds doing these tours how do you keep it sane how do you keep it fun and entertaining and outside of just like you know i know i get to go and wrestle what do you do to keep yourself motivated to keep going back in the day in the car it was hard Okay, because you didn't have cell phones. The technology was limited. Like nowadays, I could bring I could bring like video games and like streaming um, um, videos that I downloaded on my Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. But what's ironic is I never use those. It's a lot of just conversation <laughs> in the vehicle, really. Like, oh, you should do this, or this would be a great gimmick, or this would be hilarious. Oh, imagine if they did this. And just you know, you, and you're booking stupid territories, fantasy territories for no reason, which really will never be on TV. And you know, that's it's just it's a lot of conversation and camaraderie. You know. And just uh, like, you know, the last little while, like, uh, like, uh, um, like I come out to Regina with Moses Luke, right? And we've also been making towns here in Manitoba. And like, he's got to be like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where he considers me, but like, he's definitely my top brother. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my best friend in life and in wrestling and uh, just being able to make towns with him and just, you know, has been like really a, a, just a fantastic uh experience for the past i guess year or so it's been you know like i i i don't think i'll ever give uh i, I don't know ever want to give that up and those memories will just be fantastic and of course we go we, we're swapping other people in the back seat of the car and you know you know having conversations with them and just trying to you know bring we're really just trying to bring like everybody to the next level like where you know if we're if you're if you're if you're putting us on a putting myself on a pedestal and like you know you, you know you think moses luke is around that same you know whatever we want to bring as many other people up with us to that level as well because then like a high tide rises all boats mentality we we honestly believe in that or at least i do he could be lying but uh 
that's really where where I think this is is like you know the more the better all the talent can get the better shows that we can have and the you know and because I like watching them too you know like you guys said you're fans of wrestling I'm a fan of wrestling as well that's literally like I don't watch any other sports like I don't really pay I don't know any of the names of the hockey players anymore like it was like now that Vegas has won the cup fuck that league I'm done with this bullshit <laughs> you know like wrestling wrestling is real hockey is a fix <laughs> go to hell <laughs> you know I'm just you know, so how how convenient that uh, the that should, the dying market of Chicago picks up the hottest first rounder in like years right since yeah. Crosby and Ovechkin but um, maybe it's conspiracy theory. But, uh, it's, it's, but yeah, like just, just trying to just maintain like, you know, a lot of talk and conversation usually, and usually it's always about wrestling, right? Especially mm-hmm. on the road. Sometimes just talking about movies and other bullshit, but yeah. And drinking. Yeah. Drinking's always fun. <laughs> you had mentioned uh, just now about, you know, even before the <laughs> pandemic where there was, or back when you started, there was no technology or anything like that. I'd like to get into how you started, who you yeah, yeah. with and your first, like, you said you, this is a comeback essentially. How was your first run and what was that like for you? So, so yeah, like my, uh, I'm when I met my, my trainer is, uh, in January of 2002, a little bit a few months earlier. Uh, let's look at, it, it was uh, September 11th, 2001. And, uh, I, that, I think that date means something for a lot of other people, but for me, it was the day I went to an independent show and thought that it was so bad that I could thought that I, you know, I could train and do this. So I went wow. and I found a trainer and about four months later, right. It was right after Christmas. I found a guy and uh, uh, his name was uh, Stacy Yerlitz. He worked as Alex rain or dark rain uh, here in Winnipeg. And uh, 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 may he rest in peace. He passed away just before the, uh, before COVID uh, I guess, I think it was um, like throat cancer or such, but yeah. And uh, so, uh, so I trained with him and then, uh, I, like three months later, I ended up having a match with the promoter, which was absolutely like freaking brutal because he was just as brutally untrained as I was, but somehow we pulled off this match where I ended up winning the match anyway, because I guess they wanted to do, do it that way. And then, uh, you know, I kept, uh, kept doing a couple more matches, but I could tell that I was untrained and I wasn't really performing to the level that I felt that I could be. So I went and found a new trainer and his name is Gene Swan, Tomahawk Gene Swan. He was a really... Really solid guy. He also trained uh, Danny Duggan back in the day, or one of his trainers. I think he would also say uh, uh, Johnny Devine, I think, as well. But the point of the story is, is uh, uh, around the same. It was around the same time or whatever. But uh, I got some training with him about for about eight months, just learning like as many like you know moves and how to put moves together and link things up and all the rest of that such. And I was doing that, and then I was back on the road after after that, and then I, shor- I shortly turned heel, and then another company had started, and I joined them, but it was really shitty, and they went went to hell, and that was in 2007 or 2008, and I pretty much kind of said, you know, like my passion died with this promotion, so I kind of like kind of went by the wayside, and then uh, Danny Duggan started CWE, and I got in on the ground floor there, but you know, person, my personal life problems were not really jiving with what was going on there, so I kind of just didn't do anything for. Uh, for about four years and um then uh uh he then like danny sends me a text he's like hey you know you want to do like the rumble to remember or whatever race so i'm like yeah sure why not so i do one rumble to remember as one of the 50 guys and i can't remember what i did it was really you know insignificant and uh you know in, in the in the match you know five minutes not even get not beat up and not thrown out which is which was all uh fine and dandy and then uh um I don't know if you would remember Dick Blood. 
no. like, did appearances at ringside wrestling. This is a few years ago. Uh, he calls me up and this is when he was him and uh, Blaze and Dick uh, was uh, him and Billy Blaze were a tag team. And uh, they were, they were, they were doing the, 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 the run out to, uh, oh, God damn it, to uh, Regina. And I can't remember what year this would be. This would probably be 16, 2016 or 2017. I could have the date wrong, but anyway, so he calls me up. He's like, Hey, how would you like to come do four shows for Joe in reference to ringside wrestling? And I'm like, you know, I've been thinking about doing something for a while. And I just quit smoking cigarettes three months previous. Right. (laughs) So I was also smoking cigarettes this entire time, which is why I had such a stop start to my career leading up to whatever. So it was like, so, so I go and I get this up, this opportunity to go do some shots with them whatever. And then that's at the point where I changed my name to Tyler James. Cause it was, it would have been four years and my previous name, I don't want to tell you cause it's really that stupid and really gotta, that shitty and really that bad. You got it. Was actually, you got to say it now. The name was Justin time. <laughs> wow. Really yeah, fucking you, stupid. Yeah. I have no affiliation with like a, with like a gimmick to clocks or time or anything like that. It was just a stupid goofy name. And I was, and I was, and I was white meat baby face. And even like my nickname, like even like you might even catch like Joe or Moses call, call me time by as a name. Like that's my nickname to them. Right. Oh, wow. So that's, so anyway, so I changed my name to Tyler James, did those four shots. And I was so happy with how like everything went and whatever. I'm like, I'm going back to Winnipeg and finding a spot. Right. So I went back. Sure enough, you know, you know, I tried to get a spot with one promotion. They weren't interested. I tried to, so I ended up going with whatever Danny was doing. And he asked me, so he asked me, well, so this stuff, so who are you going to be? Are you going to be the old name or this new name? I'm like, no, we're going with the, we're going with the new, new name. Right. So then I was trying to package myself as like, uh, like a rock star or whatever, but I don't know if that was really taking off very much. Cause I wasn't really, you know, making much money. I didn't have much money to add to, uh, invest in a, in a gimmick. And then like the universe was telling me something, my trainer's son comes to a show and I had met him like, like maybe the year pre maybe the year previous or a few months previous, because you know, his dad had died. Right. So we're, I'm talking to him, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know what? I'll, I'll be right back. So he goes to this car, he comes out and he brings me the black vest that he had in his car. He goes, Hey, yeah, buddy smuggled me an ounce of some sticky icky in this. <laughs> <laughs> but here I saw it and I thought of you and I'm like, hell yeah. So I put it on. I'm like, absolutely, this is great. So now the black vest that I have is now like, you know, my my ring vest. So, and then the idea of the top hat was just the ripping off slash. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's pretty but much I mean, it. It plays to that. Yeah. That plays to the rock star too. Like, that's why I think you get the hate you do being like the cock rocker you are when you come out. We're just like, fuck this dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, my, my one buddy, he goes to me, he's like, you know, man, I've known you for 15 years and you're such a cool dude. And this is like, you know, a buddy who's like knows wrestlers, but he watched, he's never wrestled. You're a cool dude. And you're just awesome. But every time I see you come through that curtain, I think, what a fucking prick. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much. That's like the nicest thing someone said to me. But it, like, but it is, right? You know, I just, yeah, like it's just, you come up with this like kind of uns- undeserved sense of <laughs> accomplishment. <laughs> People just think you're a cocky prick. It's it's crazy because like I know you the character, right? So like I'm playing you as, off as this like, yeah, he's going to be an asshole, a prick. We're, we're past that. Do you find even in the smaller promotions, are you dealing with a lot of ego in the locker room? Like if it, it, not just ringside, like we're not asking you to put people on blast, but like when you go into certain locker rooms, do you feel like there's an ego there from some people? 
it's it's part of the business to be honest it, like you have to like ego is you can't get away from it right it's just like it's just like you know taxes and debt like it's politics right it's just it's just something that exists and you have to you have to maneuver it right one thing i would say is like there's a lot of entitlement you know what mm. i mean like like it's like they have personal goals as to what they want to accomplish as performers in the ring but it's not but it's kind of it's weird it's like it's like they just they want to win championships and and uh you know be like you know be over and win matches but they don't they could, they're kind of lost in the concept of being entertaining at the same time. Right. Cause like, like uh, you know, before this, this little streak with, with ringside, I was on like a losing streak. You know what I mean? Like I was like, you know what I mean? Like I must've did eight months of jobs, you know, just to help to like uh, develop the characters that you're seeing now, like be who they are. And now, like now that I've done that, cause I was hot at the time. Now I'm getting hotter and, you know, and such like that. But I understand that like this, this it's entertainment. This, 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 you know, when when CM Punk stands in the middle of the ring and says this is the wrestling business, like I totally get behind that because that's what this is about. Like it's about selling tickets. It's not about championships and storylines because if there's nobody buying tickets, that is irrelevant. It's just then it just becomes a pretend a pretend sport. You know what I mean? So it just it just becomes phony. But so when it comes, yeah, ego is ego is part of it. But yeah, entitlement is kind of weird. It, I think it's it's a little bit generational. But I I, I see a lot of it in Alberta. Right. And I haven't, and I've only been to Alberta like just this, like uh, a couple times last year, which was in like January and March of last year. And then just most recently in May of this year. And, uh, or yeah, I think that was, I think May is correct. But regardless, like, yeah, it's a couple of times, but that's, that's the perception that I'm getting is, uh, especially over there. But, uh, but, but like Saskatchewan and Regina, those guys have, those guys have been great. Like, uh, like they're, they're very welcoming and they're, they're happy to have us come in every month and you know what I mean? Cause they, they, they know that we get it. Right. So. It, I think you, you kind of found out too, the difference between being over and getting over, right. You're only as good as your, your losses in pro wrestling and to hear you went on a spree of losses and losses and you can still be where you are is impressive to me. Cause I, we also love the wrestling business. What happens behind the curtain is just as interesting to me as sometimes the matches that are happening, but like the process of booking, do you find yourself sometimes like, are you involved super heavily with your character and creative or when you're coming to do these shots, is it just, all right, Tyler, you're here. This is what's happening and you're doing it. I, that sometimes happens, but I do have my suggestions, right? And and the thing is, is like, and every like every every booker that I've known, or you know, story writer or whatever it is, are 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 receptive to like um, not criticism, but like you know, it's like yeah, you know, I like what you're doing here, but what if we did it like this, you know, or what if we did it like that, or how about like how about we add this part and remove this, you know? It's just it's just a tinkering, right? So and that's um yeah, like it's like the like the the most recent uh, feud with um with uh, Jacob Creed there, where I where I won the last man standing match. That took like I think it was five months that we did stuff that all connected, and he wasn't even there for one month. So I had to keep the story running by talking about it, right? And so that's there's yeah there's there's that aspect as well, like where you gotta like you know I can oh it's like oh well like the, here's what the promoter wants to do. It's like oh here well we can do this when he's not here, and then we can continue it there and blah 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 because you know like they want they're a think tank as well, but you know they all they, they, you know most guys do appreciate I ideas right, but in some aspects you know like there there have been times where they're dig their heels in and be like no no this is what a, this is what I want, and then you try to execute the best you can even even though you're not as as invested in it. Right. Because that's that's where a lot of it comes from. It's like if you're invested in a great storyline and you're going to you're going to you're going to execute it to the best of your ability. The one thing I 
always right. love hearing from wrestlers and pro wrestlers when I hear any interviews is who was your favorite wrestler going up and why did you gravitate to that wrestler? Hulkamania. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like it's, and that's the thing is like, he was, he was like directly marketed straight to us as like the hometown or the homegrown hero. Right. Like I, 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 I barely remember him beating Sheik. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I remember when I remember, I do remember WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania, even the second one with Bundy. Right. And, and then, the, then the one with, with Andre the giant, they just, they just lined up great, like great, like, um, uh, ad, like adversaries to overcome, right? Like there was even the point where I remember being a kid and like everyone was like kind of teasing me about no Hogan's gonna lose to Andre the Giant. He's bigger and better. He's there's no way he could win. And then he won, and you know we're all you know elated and stuff like that. As I got into my uh, teenage years and my uh, you know uh, you know into my twenties, it was Triple H was the man to me. I think it was yeah, big one. And um and uh, I, I liked Bret Hart too, but. Uh, yeah, that's but that, that's that was like the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels part. I kind of uh, I wasn't paying attention at that time, and WCW was was doing what they were doing, right? They didn't really catch fire until '96 anyway. So, and then I didn't even realize that was happening until like mid '97, you know. So, <laughs> nice. like the whole NWO. Yeah, but yeah, you touched on how building that story with Ringside Wrestling to get where you're at now after eight months of losing, and building that story with Jacob Creed. Last month at the German club, you guys had this great hardcore, heavy hitting extreme rules match that you come out on top of. And now you've got a North American championship match against Levi Knight coming July 7th at ringside wrestling Eastview community center. It's, it's a championship match, man. How amped up do you get? And are you bringing home the gold? Well, of course I'm bringing hope the gold and it's a pretty big deal. Like it to me, like, especially it was a last man standing match that beat Jacob Creed, the, the crazed cowboy, Jacob Creed in a last man standing match. And he is, he, he's a powerhouse. You know what I mean? Like when he picks you up for that, that swinging flipping, whatever it is like that, you're going for a ride. And I would like, at that point I was, I was not pretty loopy there. I wasn't even sure if I was like how, how that was going to work out. But, uh, yeah, no, I came out on top. I became victorious. And when you know you start when you win a couple of matches in a row, people start to pay attention. You know what I mean? And they start to then you, then when you win a win a big match like that in a main event at the German club where everyone's having a great time and it's a licensed venue and people are enjoying their popcorn and their and their chips and you know and you know their or their you know their their upcoming nuptials even it becomes <laughs> a pretty big deal and they start to call you the number one contender. You know and. uh like I said, uh, uh, Levi Knight, uh, he, uh, I first met him, I think about 18 months ago. It was uh, one of the, probably the first show, I think after the, uh, uh, all the pandemic restrictions were, were kind of lifted. And, uh, I can be honest when I first met him, I was like, I don't think this dork has what it takes, you know, but, uh, he, we got in the ring and, uh, you know, he, uh, I guess I didn't take him very seriously because that apparently he got his very first professional wrestling win in his third match after coming out of, uh, I think it was the storm Academy. He went to go train with Lance storm before they shut down. So now it uh, now it's come full circle. It's been you know it's been eighteen months, and uh, I've been wanting to avenge that loss. I could get my win back, you know what I mean. And now the championship on the line. It's uh, it, it's coming to toxic Tyler James. You know what I mean? Like you just said, like I've I've got all the buzz. Like everyone's talking about me. I'm people are people are booing me while they're clapping me. Like this is there's there's a level of appreciation for for toxic Tyler James at Ringside Wrestling that I really think they they know that this is going to happen and they know that. Uh, that the, the title is coming uh, to, to my waist. And, and when it happens, you know, it's going to be there for, uh, for quite a while. 
But I think uh, the main event is going to be a battle royal to determine another one, uh, number one contender. And uh, of course, after I win that win that championship, I'll be keeping a keeping a close eye on that just to see who exactly the contender is. And I'm looking forward to uh, the summer of toxicity, as I've been calling it. Oh, we love it. We love it. Everyone, go get your tickets for Ringside Wrestling for July 7th, Eastview Community Center here in Regina. Tyler, thank you so much. You've got a bunch of dates coming up. We follow you on the socials, and you're you're constantly promoting your matches for different companies. Uh, where can people find you and, and see you? Well, okay, so on Canada Day, I'm going to be at Winnipeg Beach here in Manitoba for uh, Primo's Wrestling. has an event there where, uh, I don't know if you were paying attention, but I was the very first uh, Primo's 204 champion, uh, the very first pre- uh, two-time Primo's 204 champion. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure what match I have there, but uh, um, uh, then the following weekend is the 7th, which is Ringside Wrestling, where I'm challenging uh, Levi Knight for the Ringside North American Championship. And then uh, the following week after that, there's a double shot for TCW, which is Tony Candelo's uh, promotion. Uh, he's secured a, a show up at Cross Lake, Manitoba, which is, I believe, an indigenous community just outside of Fairford, Manitoba. And also... Um, another show in at Grand Marais, which I think is just outside of Grand Beach in Manitoba as well. Then the following Friday after that, July 20, July 21st, back in Winnipeg for Primo's Wrestling, where myself and Moses Luke were known as the toxic juggernauts at Primo's Wrestling with Mustachio. He's our, our filmographer. And uh, we'll be uh, challenging Big Cliff and Billy Blaze for the Primo's Tag Team Championship. So I'm going to be, uh, there's a good chance you can call me Tyler Two Titles by the end of July. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've taken the last weekend off for uh, fun and uh, r- uh, relaxation and excitement with my uh, with my family at the beach. We love it. We're running out of time here, Tyler. This has been yeah, awesome. I know, right? <laughs> I, I can't stop talking. <laughs> no, I'm this feeling, has I'm been everything. This has been great. I honestly hope we can do this again. I'd love to know more about your backstory and your career. But thank you so much for uh, joining myself and Paralegal Mike here on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast again, July seventh, Ringside Wrestling, and hit up Toxic Tyler James on social media to find all of his matches and events coming up this summer. Tyler, thanks so much for your time. Oh, and also a fantastic talent that I've known from way back in the day. So I got to make sure I get all my shout outs out for the Saskatchewan case. Oh, and uh, I also also like Tyler. I also like Tyler Adams and Tony Novak. They both live in Saskatoon. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Tyler. A huge thanks to toxic Tyler James for joining myself and paralegal Mike here on the in my house pro wrestling podcast for our first wrestler interview And I think it's safe to say we're going to be doing a bunch more because this was a blast. Cannot thank Tyler enough. I feel like we're going to make this into a series, its own special series where we're interviewing wrestlers, wrestling fans, having this great chat and talking a lot of pro wrestling. Thanks for checking out the show. Make sure you hit that share button, like button, subscribe, share this interview with all your wrestling fans and go out and support your local pro wrestlers. For Paralegal Mike, I am Scotty Via. This has been Ian, my host, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to my show me what you